trust me. I miss all of y'all. Hey. All y'all girls standing together like that. I can't take it. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, very excited here on today's edition of Locked On Kings to catch up with the newest member of the Sacramento Kings front office. That is Brandon Williams, Kings assistant general manager. Brandon, is that name and title, is that, has it sinking in for you yet? It, it is, uh, but it's not getting old, I have to tell you. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I love uh, hearing other people say it, uh, probably not more than my, my family. But, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're pleased to um, that the opportunity came you know, at this time with such an exciting young team and, and uh, a really sound group of executives. Uh, I think it's going to position us well for the future. So these things, obviously, in the NBA world, as a you know, you you worked as a player, you've been in front offices. There's the relationships. It's really a small group. But how did this partnership with the Kings reaching out to you, you connecting with the Kings? How did this all? Uh, how did this all get evolved here? Yeah, you know, that's been uh, sort of one of the the curiosities I think people have had. I, I can only fill you in so much. Um, I know that you know from from the candidate side you're always listening and, and paying attention. You know, we're aware of the same rumors and the rumor mill that, that, that the fans are. Uh, slight difference is that, uh, you know, if there starts to be some sort of connection or some, um, you know, often people reach out to our organization, the organization you work for, in my case, the Sixers, and, uh, and ask for permission. Uh, often that does not lead to an interview, but it's just, you know, teams doing their due diligence just in case. Um, and so th- this one, by the time uh, I heard about them asking for permission, you know, to the time that I, um, you know, got to meet Vlade was, was pretty quick. Um, so, you know, I, I thought, you know, this is a whirlwind, you know, it's all happening here just in a couple of days, but, you know, as we got to know each other, I learned that they had been inquiring for a bit, you know, there, there are lots of people and lots of resources that. They could check. They could call and talk to my people at the NBA or coaches that I played for. Um, you know, most recently this ownership group in Philadelphia and Brian and Sam and, and folks that I've worked with. So it takes some time, I guess, before you get that level of of comfort and confidence. So I don't know how long it has gone on, but I know, you know, once we engaged, I think, you know, face to face and started uh, spending time it, it it just became clear really quickly yes yeah, so i kind of want to follow up on that i mean everybody in any profession wherever you are you it, hey it's great to be wanted so you know there's a desire by the kings for sure why why was the fit good though why did it feel right for you well um i've got i guess my most recent experience was with a young team you know with a team that was trying to find its identity uh a team that was that had to really be focused on player development a uh, younger coaching staff of, of people who had a lot to prove, uh, who are experienced, but, but still have a lot to prove, looking for, you know, sort of a championship track. There was some familiarity with, you know, what I saw in the Kings. Um, I do know that from a, you know, we, we all hope as you build a team, as you're, as you're working for a team, that you can attract or acquire uh, some key pieces. I mean, you know, key studs. Um, you know, we had some success with that, you know, uh, via our draft strategy and then putting ourselves in position to acquire a high level free agent who chose us. So I had that recent experience. And when I sat down with Vlade, 
um, and we start to talk about his vision for, for the Kings, I felt like it was it was an experience that I could I could bring here. Now that you can't repeat it, it's, it's not like a, you know there's not a template and you just follow it. But there's a, a mode of thinking, and there's certainly some experience with the kind of resources that you align with a network of people that were going to help you make strong decisions because of the level of uh, detail and, and background that you can get on players and so forth and staff. So, you know, it might have just been a great um, chance for my skill set and for my experience to um, parlay. Hmm. And, um, you know, when you get past sort of the what I call nuts and bolts, like does it even does it even make sense? You know, yeah. at this time of, of my career and, and to be frank, you know, I do pretty bullish about how good the Sixers might be over the next couple of years that it would take something pretty special to prime your way at this time um, because this is what we all work for. We sort of build to, to be good. And then I came out and I saw these, these pieces and, and I've had a chance to sit and interview many of your young uh, folks over the last couple of drafts. And then to start to understand the thinking when I talk to agents and of these players for Vince, particularly Vince at this stage in his career to be attracted to the Kings and choose the Kings, I think is a huge statement. Um, you know, understanding how much support there is and sort of the camaraderie between business and basketball. I just, the picture started being painted for me while I was here. And so I thought, you know, timing, an opportunity to be with a group that they got to have fun working with, and then sort of a long, I think a long runway, mm. you know, you can, you can talk to some teams and feel like there's such a pressure to get something done right now it's like the expiration date is coming up next week. So you better drink this milk quickly. Right. Um, I, I think that uh, this was, this is a group that wants things to happen. I think isn't going to be, isn't going to wait unnecessarily, but also has a certain level of intelligence to know that we're going to build over time and we want it to be sustainable. So um, maybe a long, a long winded answer, but there were a lot of things that really got me excited and made me think that this was a better sort of next chapter for me uh and i made the jump so and all those things are actually awesome to hear and awesome for kings fans for sure to hear uh when when you when kings fans hear the title of assistant general manager not right away brandon but when you're i don't know let's fast forward a little bit to december middle of december season's going what does your role look like then what's kind of the day-to-day in your mind what how do you define your role well uh i think it's really working in great partnership with Vladi to start with. Um, you know, it's, it's important for everybody to know, no matter how intel- how smart and how strong we, we each are, all of us are A-types. When you've competed your whole life and, you know, you've, you've you, know, uh, you know, battled in the trenches of this business, you, 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 you are easily fired up and, and everybody's got an idea. But we've got to take direction from somebody. And that's, you know, that's our leader. That's our, our general manager. Then, you know, he's got to work through, I think, a, a, a deputy that, you know, broadens his reach, you know, extends his reach uh, because of the demands of the job. You know, there's, you know, there's college scouting, there's mm-hmm. pro scouting, um, you know, there's day-to-day transactions and keeping up with what's going on around the league. You know, fans get a chance to sort of plug in the hoop type of real GM and, and <laughs> pick up some gossip. But, you know, that, that mill is working all the time and you have to be on it and ahead of it in order to seize an opportunity. I mean, we can't, 
wait two or three days and pick, you know, and go catch up on the reading. It's uh, the constant <clears throat> engagement with other front offices. And there are multiple people in the front office that all might have uh, different pieces of uh, intel that you might need to stitch together. You know, when, you, when you're working toward a deal, you're, you're quilting things together. So it's important that, you know, while we know that, you know, Vladi's our, our GM and are, are giving us direction, he's our leader, that I have to be in a position to uh, deploy other members of the staff uh, to, to put him in a position to make great decisions. So it, it will predominantly be in the area of personnel. Mm-hmm. I think all of the basketball staff sort of will report in, uh, but you know we want to make sure that ultimately what we're what we're doing is positioning our players to compete at a high level. Strength and conditioning, health and wellness, sports science, our our player personnel um, into college and across pro international. Uh, we've got to be. We want to be the best in the league. It's going to take us some time. Not not because we don't have the people. It's because we're in the process of building a brand that that takes some time. We we want to make decisions, good strong decisions, uh, every day that we're at it, so that our reputation starts to spread through through the players first. Because <clears throat> often, um, you know, we talked about this in, in my previous role. You know, how do you get to a point where somebody chooses you? Right. They haven't played for you. They haven't been in your organization. So how do they really know? Well, it's because Players are, are your best recruiters, you know, for, for a guy just to be playing pickup basketball at UCLA in the summer with 20 pros, 30 pros in the gym. And somebody says, well, what's it like there? Do you like it? Or what are people like? That's your biggest, that's the biggest opportunity. And so we need to, you know, gain traction. There's a lot of, you know, anybody that's followed this team knows that there's been a little turmoil and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're battling out of that. But once the once the narrative changes out there and people say, you know what, stability, you know, strength, high character, good strong culture, it doesn't it doesn't take winning fifty games, you know, in order for people to be pleased or people to be excited, but they do need to see some consistency in your approach, uh, so that you know, just like a coach wants to know, what am I going to get from from this play every day? I don't want this highly volatile good one day, terrible the next, right? I want to know what I'm going to get because I can coach that. I can plan for it. I think agents and players want the same thing. What am I going to get when I go there? Don't want something super volatile where it could be different every day. I need something that I can count on because this is how I'm going to earn and hopefully stay in the league. So in that space, I guess in that big cloud I just blew, hmm. uh, is about where I'm going to operate Yeah, because I, I've got experience and I think that's where we've got a chance to close the gap and then eventually take the lead. Well, you talked about your experience, but also if we backtrack in your in your background as a player, you referenced that earlier that you know, anybody that makes professional basketball obviously is is the best of the best. There's an incredible skill set that you have and a drive and a passion, but yours was a little bit more there was more of a grind to it. Has that Oh yeah. Did that help is that grind of mentality of trying to make it on a roster or play in this league and play over here? Does that help you at all in your front office experience? Oh yeah, I, I think so. Um, it's funny. I'm just telling my daughter. I'm wearing my. I've got my summer grind beard on right now, just <laughs> just to let everybody know. You yeah. know, like this is not pretty time. This is work time. So also because I'm moving. Yeah. Um, but no, you, it's something that I I embrace. You know, I wrap my arms around that. You know, my career. I'm very proud of. Um, 
some things you don't know when you're 21, 22 years old. You just, I just know to put my head down, work as hard as I could. You know, I was a smart kid and I, you know, I always sort of paid attention to things other than, you know, that one true passion. I was prepared in case I didn't have a career, but you know, I, I was a dreamer and it was important to let everybody know this is what I want and I'm unafraid to go for it. You know, the worst thing that can happen is you fall on your face, but you, you get up. I mean, it happens game to game. You get blown out, you get beat, you get beat two in a row. You could have a terrible road trip. I mean, you got no choice but to get up, dust yourself off, and come back as hard or harder than you did before if you're real about it. And I think that was my career. And I just stumbled into, you know, a couple stops. Um, I remind young players, not that, because I think one is, is a vulnerability. You know, I let them know I've, I've been in the locker room and I've shot the ball and I've played the game and I've broken bones for, mm-hmm. for this game. Like I know what I'm talking about when I talk about playing through pain. Um, I know what I'm talking about when, you know, we, we get in late, no shoot around the next day, try to sleep, got to get up and get to the next, you know, and play the next game without physical preparation when it's a mental challenge. You know, I've, I've been there. Um, I just hope that because some of the guys I work with have more talent than I did, if they could take the same kind of focus and drive and intensity and layer on their level of talent, you know, their level of physical gifts, that they could be special. I see some of those guys on, on this team. So the grind, you know, that the thing that sort of got me through, you know, nine, 10 years and, you know, pushed me on to what was really an accelerated career, I think, or accelerated transition uh, and some success in the league and, and now in the front office. Yeah. I think that's just that's just sort of who I am. And I hope that, you know, that influence will, you know, positively impact, you know, the folks around uh, around the organization and on the team. Yeah, I'd be curious if you feel like you, I don't know if the term is relate better or, or break through on the roster now that's filled with first and second and a third-year player in Willie or all those veterans of Costa, Temple, Hill, Zach, Carter. Like where do you, or do you feel like you can relate to, to all those guys? I think, I think all of them, you know, like the first thing with, uh, players, I think is, um, they have to know you care. Mm. And I, I really do. I mean, you know, it's, it's part of fraternal thing that, you know, we can all sort of wear this, uh, this ID badge that we played in the NBA, but I've seen people have built great relationships. I mean, most people that build great relationships around this business are not necessarily, uh, fraternal brothers right yeah you know everybody didn't play a lot of the coaching staff they don't play um but you know if you ever want to see a real bond and 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 see how guys connect around the court or in the lock or on the plane or buses or who goes to dinner on the road uh sometimes it's a manager sometimes it's um you know equipment guy sometimes it's security and so there are things that they're able to talk about or share experiences or just a mentorship that doesn't have anything to do with my ability to score points or shoot the ball. So I I plug into that. I mean, I think that's really important that my experience has been well beyond, you know, what physical tools I had on the basketball court. I just use, it's just another arrow in the quiver. You, Mm -hmm. you grab what you need and better, better said, I I like to consider it a toolbox. You know, I'm a, I'm a handyman, you know, try, try to be and love working projects. You can't use every tool for every job. It's a great tool. Love it, you know, just paced up and down the, the uh, 
aisles at the Home Depot and I found a great tool. <laughs> yeah. But you can't use it for every for every job. So when when I start with a relationship and get to know somebody, often they'll kind of walk you right into what it is they need. You know, confidence. You know, um, you know someone. You know, someone to kind of remind them. You know, like there's a there's a what I've come to know about players, particularly in this age, is they're inundated in a different way than we were. Mm-hmm. They're inundated with input from friends. It's not, not and all call, count everybody well intentioned, like no bad people, but but because of the instant nature of information, you know, I can get you something by halftime. I can get you something in between quarters. I mean, I've seen guys that go in the locker room, take a, you know, run to the restroom in between quarters and check their phone. Yeah. Um, you know, right after the game, before the coach gets in, you've got some coach somewhere telling you what you did or who's watching the game. Or in fact, you can watch the whole game now because you can speed it up right. without all the, you know, just cut it down to possessions and not even timeouts. So there's so much they're being hit with that they're sometimes looking whether they know it or not. What's, what's that one source I really feel like I can trust that can summarize all this stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm like worn out and I believe these people. I, I think that they're not hurting me. So sometimes it's just being, whether it's about the game or about their lives, just being somebody that they, they really feel like they can trust because when they need you, they'll come to you. You know, you don't have to chase them. They'll, they'll come to you and say, what do you, what do you think about this? Yeah. And I, I've enjoyed being that, that kind of guy. So what's your favorite, I mean, your job is so all encompassing as you described so well that, I mean, you're going to be worrying about what the Kings are doing, what other teams in the NBA are doing, what the next great college prospects are doing, uh, your connections everywhere. Over, I mean, it's you got you got your hands everywhere. What's your what's your favorite part about this job? Who, um, you know, the favorite the favorite part is watching the team play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's probably not like the, the super the. Uh, you know, uh, I wish I could give you something just more alarming, but like watching <laughs> the team play. Yeah. You know why? Because <clears throat> just over the course of a season, I think about how many different events I go to or we have to go to, whether it's, you know, you get a handful of opportunities, McDonald's and, and Jordan brand and, you know, a few of the, the shoe uh, apparel companies that have highlight events. Mm-hmm. We get a chance to see a few of those guys, but you got to get out. Um, you know, depending on where you're drafting, you may have some focus, you know, in Philly, we, we were drafted really high. Uh, so there was a great deal of attention paid to the highest level prospects that would ultimately be at the upper end of the lottery and really needing to, because of the level of importance, you're at on those campuses a lot. You're watching them play on video, you're watching them play live, you're, you know, spending time with, you know, um, folks that know them well, so you're out um, in my case, I also had D League, um, mm. which is now the G League. Right. And I wanted to attend every home game, and I wanted to be around when players. Uh, I needed to go on the road some because their coaches and their careers in your hands, you know, as a manager. And it's hard to do that when you don't have a great feel. Um, you know, I, I don't like and don't would never want to be considered an aloof or distant or remote manager. Uh, then there's you know my NBA team. And all the work, Chicago pre-draft and agent workouts that you travel overseas to go watch prospects. There's so many things that you do. Ultimately, the singular goal is to put 
15 players together in this one NBA uniform, this, you know, these franchise colors, and compete, put the best product together. So all those things, like being everywhere and doing all this stuff, is really just about putting the best team together that will play good basketball, make people excited, and bring them back. You know, that, yeah. that's the start. Bring them back, like play good basketball so people enjoy it. They, they they enjoy this and they'll come back. They'll tell their friends about it. If we do it well enough, we'll win a lot of games. If we do it long enough, we'll be there sort of in the end. Right. Yeah. And so I just, I'm always reminded of just that process is all that stuff. I just want to see the team. I want to see this team play because if in those moments when you're watching, when you can be pleased, disappointed, confused or whatever and and it starts a number of questions maybe that night or the next day you know we're not shooting the ball well enough you know like we're 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 competing we're defending we're playing transition you know we're attacking the rim we're not shooting the ball well or or we're shooting the ball we're not attacking the rim well enough we don't have guys that strike fear in the defense cause them to foul and so that starts to give you direction with the rest of those things all right well when we're out we got to really be focused on xyz yeah we're gonna have to create an option around xyz so that would be my my favorite thing is is seeing the team play because it's the catalyst for everything else yeah that's awesome i want to finish with one thing you mentioned earlier that i I just kind of wanted to tap your brain on this one or pick your brain on this one um you said you know fans media whatever we can all we all do it we can look at hoops hype and all these rumors how accurate Mm -hmm. is that stuff do you ever look at it and go (laughs) These guys have it way off, or sometimes they're on. I mean, how how accurate, or is it a 50-50? How, I'm just curious, like, when you see some of the things, Sixers front office is doing this, or the Kings front office is doing this, and yeah, you're going, that's yeah. not true. Well, yeah, I've, I've seen it both ways. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I've read where something was spot on. I mean, I can only speak to, say, our organization, sure. because uh, I know those facts. And, and I, I read that, like, well, clearly, one of these people spoke to, spoke to the media. So, sure, right. Um, you, know, you know, there's a, a short list of people who, who know this information. And, and it may be low-hanging fruit. It may not be anything that really compromises the organi- organization. And so there's also things you have to weigh. Like, we understand everybody's doing a job, and the fans want to know. And, you know, uh, media's trying to report and, uh, and share information. Like, uh, so you, you may find their opportunities to provide something you know here, here's something that's fine for us and it's okay for you um ultimately we can't compromise our competitive you know um position in, you know in in the race by by giving away strategy or something like that then there are other times that you know we left there have been a series of meetings uh which cannot always be internal at some point you're talking to an agent uh, you may have talked to s- several agents, you know, it's, you're, you're getting close. So it's going to take some cooperation. So you got to share, Hey, this is what we're trying to do. You know, how do you feel about that? You know, what, what, what do you need back? That information gets out and, uh, you know, media may try to stitch it together. They don't have all the details, but they know I've heard from this agent and he represents this player and I've heard, and I've seen this guy actually traveling to him from the building there must be a trade, right? Like <laughs> it, it, it's, it's imminent. And it might just be stretching the facts a little bit. You know, right. often they're sort of in the neighborhood. But the good news with our business is if you don't have it, you don't have it. It's right. hard to be in the in the neighborhood. Like that's, 
you know, that's, that's fun and it's interesting. And sometimes it causes a little bit of a stir with players. Like, wait, don't worry about that. That's unless you hear from us, unless you hear from me, you know, you're, um, that's just fodder for discussion. People are having a good time. Sure. Let them do their thing and we'll do ours. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Well, Brandon, it's absolutely been wonderful catching up with you. I know Kings fans are going to love this. They're going to love you. You're going to love Sacramento and, uh, look forward to meeting you in person. Thanks again. and love to do this again sometime soon. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. See you soon. Well, Brandon Williams, what's not to like there? New Kings assistant general manager, really good insight. He seems excited to be coming to Sacramento. Another addition to the front office. I didn't know that the Kings were going to do that or where they were going to go. Maybe they'd be more patient, but they they attacked. I think they got a good good guy for the front office and more more minds and just good perspective. I mean, a guy that's had a pro career but had to battle around a little bit to do so and has been in some front offices. I think you are locked on Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.